everyone, and welcome to the Go Tech Please Don't Die podcast, a show devoted to tech going and hopefully not dying. I'm Nathan. I'm Evan. I'm Matt. And Matt, uh, I only read the first few words of the press release, but I hear you're the new quarterback for the football team. They said it was I'm a Matt indeed, something. I'm indeed the new quarterback. <laughs> what, what, what was it like beating out Parker McNeil and Landry Liddy? Uh, humbling. I truly hadn't expected to beat out the guys. I came in expecting a fierce competition, but I came out on top. You committed harder to the bit than I thought you would, because that's the end yeah. of what I have. Yeah, Matthew yeah. Downing, not 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 this Matt, not but me. another, no, not me. has been named starting quarterback for Louisiana Tech. And yeah, I think with the starting quarterback being named, we officially know everything there is to know about this football team now. We can accurately predict the rest of the year. Yes, yes. Yeah, for sure. We know exactly how it's all going to go downing. God damn it. I was circling around that for so long trying to think of something, and it was right there the whole time. Uh, I'm Look, I'm not going to apologize. I mean, I tweeted. It got like seven likes. It was all worth it. Yeah, I, it's, uh, what else can we hope for other than seven likes? Hopefully seven wins. The first of which may come opening week against Missouri Thursday. Will it, though? Yeah, we'll we'll talk about it. We'll see. We'll see how we're feeling in a second. Thursday next week. We're recording this a little early, by the way, because it's a short week. And then we're also Ed and I are both traveling up to Missouri to go to this game. So we're getting this out there ahead of time just to be on the safe side. But yes, yeah, so next Thursday, Thursday, September 1st at 7 p.m. or on TV on ESPNU, Louisiana Tech will open the 2022 campaign against Missouri in Columbia. First ever matchup between the Tigers and Bulldogs, but I feel like I really wish we would play this team like next year or the year after, because this seems like a team that if you're playing an SEC team, it might as well be Missouri. Yeah, I mean, Missouri or Vanderbilt are the two that you'd love to see on your schedule. And we had uh, them on the 2020 schedule. Yeah. (laughs) Who knows if we would have won that game with uh, how things were going late in that 2020 season. But yeah, I mean, this is an interesting matchup. Uh, I've, I've got a spreadsheet here with all of our games between 1901 and 1988 right now. And I don't see a game ever played in the state of Missouri. So I don't know about the last like 30 or so years, but in the first almost a hundred years, we did not play a game in the state of Missouri. So, uh, yeah, first ever matchup with Mizzou. So I guess that makes sense, right? Yeah. I guess we had a compromise and play in Missouri. (laughs) It's my 1820 historical joke that went nowhere. Yeah. Uh, oh, hey, actually, yeah, that was good. Way to go. <laughs> I just yeah, didn't uh, I just didn't comprehend the joke, but no. Yeah. Good, good it, on it, you. A sign of a good joke is one that you have to explain afterwards and here I good on you afterwards. Yeah. Uh, also, so, I believe the Missouri Compromise was Oh no, it was 18 Oh, there was one in 1820 and one in 1850, so you were also technically correct. Yeah, so 30 years from now we'll play Missouri again. I think is what that means. <laughs> Uh, yes. Speaking That's of the compromise, the speaking of old stuff, we've talked about this a lot. But Jack Abraham, the former old quarterback that uh, was on Tech's campus at one point back in the 1700s or whenever, uh, <laughs> is not starting for Missouri, but he is on their team. So I, we've been joking about this for a while. I really do expect to see him at some point in this game, even if it's like mop up time or something like that. I, I can't imagine they keep him on the sideline the entire night. I don't know. Uh, half of me expects him to just like transfer somewhere else before this game since he didn't win. The, <laughs> I, I'm like not even really kidding. Like somehow he'll find a way on another roster, whether it's FCS, D2. I, I don't know. The man likes to transfer. And I say man because he's like 25, Ooh. I think. So <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, the other tech tie-in to this Missouri team that Tech will face off against is that their defensive coordinator goes by the name of Blake Baker. Uh, may sound familiar. He was a linebackers coach under Manny Diaz for that one year he was at Tech. And then after Diaz left, he became Tech's defensive coordinator and then eventually reconnected with Manny Diaz in Miami to become the defensive coordinator of the Hurricanes. Left for linebacking coach for LSU last year and then now hired as the defensive coordinator of Missouri. I believe it's the fourth or fifth defensive coordinator for Missouri in as many years. So they have really churned through this coaching position. Yeah, I mean, Eli Drinkwitz, I think we're going into his third season um, as the head coach of Mizzou, and it's his third straight defensive coordinator. So they're definitely trying to figure some things out on that side of the ball. And I think there's a lot of turnover on this team just kind of in general, and we'll get into all that. Yeah, but I think first we'll start on offense at previewing the Missouri Tigers. Brady Cook is their starting quarterback. Again, we've talked about Jack Abraham, but Cook is the name that is actually probably more important to know for this game. He played some last year after an injury to the guy who originally started that season. But regardless of who the quarterback was last year for the Tigers, the passing game was basically only short passes. It was 6.2 yards per pass attempt, which was 20th worst in college football. And it only gets worse when you consider completions. 9.5 yards per completion. That was the fourth worst in college football a year ago. Wow. Uh, So really, they lacked a deep downfield threat uh, receiving-wise, and basically all they were able to do were these short little passes to, I guess, the middle of the field to try to gain some yards that way. But we saw that out of Brady Cook last year, but we may not next year. Yeah, and I mean, Brady Cook, I think, uh, led them in their bowl, bowl game, which was a loss against Army. I mean, he seems like a pretty accurate passer. He went 27 for 34 in that game, but also rushed for 53 yards and one touchdown. So I think, uh, you know, he he can run the football, certainly. And uh, so it'll be interesting to watch how we approach, you know, defending against him. Will we will we kind of try to contain or will we try to get after him? You know, obviously, we're coming at things with a new defensive coordinator, a whole new staff. um, So. It's hard to say from here, you know, on August 23rd, what we'll be doing on September 1st. But uh, that is something to keep your eyes out for, that that he's a little bit of a dual threat. Yeah, and it doesn't really help that their receiving core is largely unproven. Their best receiver last year, Toski Dove, he's back after a 38-catch, 576-yard performance last year in 2021. Uh, but he and also their next best returning wide receiver, Dominic Lovett, combined for zero touchdowns a year ago. I said their best receiver, but I mean, their running back last year actually had the most catches out of anyone on the team. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, and and he's gone, by the way, Tyler Batty. So it's a really unproven unit. And I guess also if your running back has the most receptions on your team, that also means that, yeah, you probably aren't moving the ball down the field very much in the passing game. Yeah, and I, I think that one of the keys to how it seems like Eli Drinkwitz, you know, coaches this team offensively is that he's going to find sort of the best player on offense and just ride that player. Right. So last year it was Tyler Batty and we'll get into his stats in a little bit, but he, he actually set the single season record at Mizzou for rushing yards and led the team with like 50 plus receptions this year though. I think the real excitement around Mizzou football this season, this uh, and and in their fall camp right now, is around their true freshman wide receiver Luther Burden the third. 
Um, he is a five-star recruit who was widely re- uh, widely considered to be one of the best wide receivers in the nation last season. Uh, he's out of St. Louis, so staying close to home, going to Missouri. And from what I'm seeing, what I'm reading about their fall camp, they're going to do whatever they can to get the ball in his hands. So um, he's not like a like a slot type guy. He's like 5'11", I think. So a little bit, you know, he's he's on the tall side. Um, but I would expect anything from him. Screen passes, uh, you know, deep threat, anything like jet sweeps. I, I'm I'm just thinking we have to key in on this guy. That's going to be one of the keys to this game is can we stop this guy from having a breakout game in, in his first ever collegiate performance? The expectation around Missouri football is that this guy will be their best offensive player this year. And a lot of these publications are saying like, it's not fair because he's 18 years old and a true freshman, but like he's that good. So um, we, we just have to make sure that he has to develop a little bit before <laughs> he gets that good. Yeah. At, at least I, the first game i mean i can't imagine at any level a guy coming in and having that much of an impact in the first game of their first year but uh maybe that's just because we're not starting landry Liddy game one and i'm just pessimistic about that (laughs) rushing the running game though for the tigers for the most part that was kind of what allowed mizzou to win some games last year uh if you take away i know you said that they lost that bowl game against army but also if you take out the last game of the regular season at arkansas you take those out of the record. When the Tigers got to 200 rushing yards, they won the game. If they didn't get to 200 rushing yards, they lost. Um, so they really ride or died by that running game. And if they were able to run the ball successfully, they did very well. Tyler Batty that we mentioned a few times with his, with his ability to catch the ball, he was able to run the ball pretty well too. 6.0 yards per carry from the outgoing senior. He was a Doak Walker finalist, set the single season record for rushing yards in a season with 1,604 and like we said, also led the team in receptions with 54 catches by a running back. That's yeah. that's pretty impressive. Uh, Stanford transfer uh, Nathaniel Pete, I like his first name, will help to try to fill that void left by Tyler Batty. But, I mean, can we expect him really to to fill all that production lost by Tyler Batty? I, I'm not too confident. So overall looking at this offense as a whole you have a passing game that struggled to do anything downfield but you have the addition of luther bird in the third uh, who may be able to open things up a little bit and then the running game was the only thing working for you last year but you lose that starting running back i mean this is why i would be excited to play this team anytime other than the first game after a coaching change and that's because this offense doesn't look too good at least on paper to start the season and i'll We'll get to what record predictions and stuff like that happen in a second, but I mean, Vegas thinks they'll get to 40 points and I don't see this offense putting up 40 points against an average defense. I guess it remains to be seen if tech is an average defense. Yeah. And I mean, so if you look at their schedule from last year, they put up 59 against Southeast, Southeast Missouri state 48 against North Texas. And that's, that's the only two times they put up 40 points in a game they also played central michigan did not get to 40 points they lost to boston college they didn't put up 40 against vandy so i i mean i don't know are we comparable to north texas last year maybe uh but are they comparable to themselves without tyler batty yeah that's true uh batty had 209 rushing yards in that game uh against north texas when they won 48 to 35 um at home I mean, Matt, considering what we've just said about the passing and rushing games, how scared are you of this Missouri offense? Uh, 
or, or do you think we're downplaying a little bit and and possibly finding uh, seeing some things that may not actually be there they can go out and absolutely suck that's true this is a very it's it's tricky to gauge anything the first game of the season yeah uh, the first game what with you the guys, era right yeah given what you guys just told me it sounds like mizzou is in a bit of a transitional phase too so maybe it'll be like a i don't think it'll be a shootout uh, maybe it'll be like a super a super defensive battle and the final score will be like something like uh 10 to 3 but probably not <laughs> anyway the question was am i scared of that offense uh i don't know what to think of that offense what you guys threw at me sounds like they might be pretty good um i'm gonna go ahead and give you a a, a confident i don't know okay. i mean i guess that's fair for any first game of the season is that especially when we don't know how good our defense will be is we we could give you a ulm level offense but if we just aren't even playing <laughs> fbs football level defense then we're going to make them look like world beaters so sure. it remains to be seen what but if we're to play any sec offense in the past five or six years i feel like this is a good one to play week one yeah i mean especially since we're kind of expecting our defense to take steps forward from last year um you know i i almost wish that we could flip-flop this game with the clemson game yeah. Um because I feel like I feel like we have more unknowns than anybody else on our schedule. Uh so to let us get two games under our belt and then play Missouri, I think that would be better. Uh whereas, you know, in this first game, like anything we say about Mizzou, like oh, th- it's going to take time for their defense to gel. That's something we're going to say in the next segment. We haven't said it yet, but yeah, it's going to take time for everything on our team to gel, right? So yeah. I I just kind of wish we had this two game window to to you know and this is an sec team that made a bowl game last year so it's not like they're terrible right they're not they're not vanderbilt you know but that's about all you could say for their for their defense especially is they're not vanderbilt but (laughs) um i I don't really know i mean i think it's just it's really hard to predict and we won't know a lot until 6 p.m on thursday night when when the boys are uh are watching from the stands you know yeah Speaking yeah, of which, we gotta uh, buy tickets, guys. <laughs> yeah, shoot, we need to do that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and uh, the other side of the ball, the defense. Uh, if that offense sounded pretty bad, their defense on paper, at least in points per game allowed, sounds worse. They gave up thirty-four point three points per FBS game last year. Tech gave up thirty-three point three. Yeah, but they're playing Georgia, Kentucky, yeah, Tennessee. <laughs> I mean, I mean, twenty years ago. Home giving up 34 points to an SEC offense would have been impressively bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a different era now. Yeah. Uh, but even then they were dead last in the SEC against the run. And even uh, was that Southeastern Missouri SEMO gashed them for nearly 300 yards on the ground. Yeah. Uh, not a close game, 59 to 28, but SEMO, uh, SEMO definitely came to play in the running game. And I think, uh, you know, uh, foreshadowing something i'm i'm going to talk about in my prediction i i think if tech can establish a running game which we're hearing good things out of camp you know that the running game has looked pretty good yeah, hopefully um, tech will see mo running opportunities uh, nice i hate i hate this <laughs> look uh yeah this is just pun hour all right yeah. anytime yeah I'm, I'm down i'm i mean sorry i'm downing <laughs> you can't go back i'm not going to help you out with the edit or anything either <laughs> no that's fine <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, that said, with how bad Missouri was on defense last year, we talked about Blake Baker becoming their new defensive coordinator, and there's enough talent on this roster 
for the former defensive coordinator from Tech to turn it around. Uh, they did lose their leading tackler from last year and a guy whose name you may recognize because in previous years he had played at Rice, Blaze Aldridge. I'm pretty sure I picked him as a player to watch at some point over the few years he was an yeah. owl. Uh, but their two defensive ends, Isaiah McGuire and Trayon Jeffcoat, or Trajan Jeffcoat, can still cause havoc. One of the articles I was reading said, Do, does Missouri have one of the best defensive end tandems in the SEC? No, but they're still pretty good. So, I mean, that's that's about as <laughs> that's high a praise as you'll get. Yeah, that's a good yeah. compliment for Mizzou, I feel like. <laughs> Do they have the best? No. No. But, but. <laughs> they're pretty good. Yeah, I think, like, with this defense, you know, like we said, question marks. There's a lot of transfers um, coming in. You know, those two guys, McGuire and Jeffcoat, I think were already there. But then they shore up their linebacker core. And, you know, we just talked about how bad they were at run defense last year. Uh, they brought in Tyron Hopper from Florida, um, who should be pretty good. They brought in an interior defensive lineman from Oklahoma State, Jaden Jernigan. You know, so th- they're bringing in guys and they're trying to say, like, here's what we were bad at last year. Let's shore up the middle of this defense, the interior defense, and see if we can't uh, see if we can't shut down the run a little bit better uh, this season. Really, it's against the pass that I'm concerned about from a tech perspective. Uh, some of the yeah. the reports out of camp have been that, I mean, either Matthew Downing or any of the other guys have struggled a bit with turning the ball over, throwing interceptions. And uh, Blake Baker likes to blitz and against a new quarterback will probably want to do that very often. And that may lead to more 50-50 balls thrown in the direction of junior cornerback Chris Abrams Drain, who is already getting quite a bit of NFL draft buzz this year, uh, like a, a top five corner kind of well, level NFL draft buzz. Sorry, I, I have to get this out right now, right this second. Hopefully his NFL chances will go downing the drain after this uh, game. Really regret my involvement. Uh, all right, guys. See ya. It's been it's been fun. Chris Almighty. Yeah. Uh, this is just this is just awful. Chris Almighty. Oh Jesus. Yeah. To repeat his name to get all the puns understood. Chris Abrams Drain. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There you go. But really, I mean, here's the thing: is that the pieces are there. Like I brought up at the the top of this segment. Uh, before you stop listening and put on any other podcast, please, that doesn't have as many weird name puns, is because the, the talent is on the team through transfers or through just guys who have another year in the system. The talent is there. The issue is, can Blake Baker, a new defensive coordinator, and again, at least the third and three years, I think it's the fourth and four years for Missouri, is he able to put it all together, get everyone to gel cohesively, get everything, get the right system in place, uh, get the players who have never played alongside these guys in a position where they're able to communicate and figure out what they need to do pre-snap. Can all that happen before the first game of the year against tech? Well, and I mean, you have to kind of figure in that there is no tape on this iteration of Louisiana tech, right? Like, so they're going to scheme for what they think coach Cumbie's going to do. But I mean, it, it's going to be a lot of like, I, I think, settling in in the first quarter for both of these teams right because it's going to be okay what are they going to do well what are they going to do and once once they've kind of figured that out i mean uh we'll see what this team what tech and, and mizzou really have probably more in the second half i guess than uh than in the first quarter where things are i think going to get pretty weird yeah first play is going to be a uh 87 yard uh fumble 
that goes negative for oh, a good. fourth and 90. Okay. The first okay. play is going to result in a fourth and 90. They're just going to yeah, take away the other two downs <laughs> out of sheer embarrassment. The other two downings. Sorry. God damn it. I missed it. Uh, this is going to be worse. I realized right when you started talking, I was like, fuck, no. Uh, well, anyway. <laughs> Oh man, I'm gonna be insufferable if he runs for I a think first we down. Are. I mean, what is this future oh, yeah, tense? Well, that's true. That's true. I'm gonna. Yep. I, I, what yep. comes after insufferable? Uh, Matt's gonna podcast. kick us out of his house. We're gonna be sleeping on the streets of Kansas City because we made too many downing jokes during the game. Yeah, I'm gonna have to um, get a. Sh- well, I'm at a point in my life now where I have to deal with the puns and possibly getting t-shirts made that say I'm down on my knees for these sunflower seeds. Uh, so uh, downing yeah, I, I'm seeds. downing on my knees. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. I hate uh, you guys so much. <laughs> <laughs> uh, All right, let's move forward. Let's like, I'm yeah. not going to try to transition out of that. It's no, there's no reason. Yep. Uh, Leave it all in though. It was good. Yeah, stuff. no, definitely. Uh, players to watch. <laughs> On this Missouri team, I'll go ahead and go first. I believe his first name is shortened for this, but uh, we mentioned him earlier. Towski Dove, uh, his probably their best returning receiver, led the team in receiving yards a year ago, not in receptions. But I think that actually those two things combined are important because for a team that does not have a downfield threat, or at least they didn't a year ago, this is kind of the guy that did, averaging 15.2 yards per catch. If they're able to be any sort of explosive on offense, if they're able to do anything that that goes over the top, I think this is the guy who will be in th- on the other side of it. Uh, him or that that true freshman that you mentioned earlier, Evan Luther Burden the third. But yeah. I I really trust the guy who has more experience on this team to to kind of I expect like a first quarter touchdown from this guy just over the top. Tech is still figuring itself out on defense kind of level, so that's who I'm picking. Wide receiver Dove. That would be his first touchdown in a long time because he didn't have one last year. I think that's a pretty good pick, Nathan, for that sort of veteran wide receiver threat. Matt, did you have a player to watch? Uh, What about Chris Abrams-Drain? We talked about him a little bit already, but I mean, I think that's a fantastic pick. Well, I do know that when you touched on him earlier, I don't know if you mentioned that he was a former wideout. So as a former wide receiver, he's got pretty high-level ball skills and uh, can think like a wide receiver knows where their hips are going to turn, uh, probably an excellent route reader. Uh, so kind of expecting him to lock down whoever he's on. And that doesn't mean necessarily that we'll throw to his side of the field very much. There's going to be a lot of other open receivers, I think. Uh, but if we do throw his way, it might we might be watching the ball go the other way. So please don't throw it on Chris Abrams' drain. Yeah, throw it to whichever Harris is not being covered by him, whether it be Smoke or Trey. Yeah, I'm seeing that he's the the top prospect uh, NFL draft-wise on their team and really one of the top cornerback prospects in this year's draft, at least before the season yeah. starts. And he's only someone a junior, said, so. so. Someone said like top five, so he might just skip out on his last year, especially if he had a COVID year and he's going to get his degree this year anyway. Probably just bail and go to the NFL. Yeah, Missouri's website says he actually has eligibility for the next two seasons after this one as well. But oh if God. you're being offered a top five cornerback slot in the NFL, then it's hard okay, to turn that down. Yeah, you should probably take that, sir. Actually, why don't you just sit out this season and go yeah. ahead and take that? Uh, yeah, demand I- more money. Pull a levy on Bell. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> From Mizzou. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm going to stay on the defensive side of the ball with my player to watch. I think I kind of touched on this earlier, but I think for tech to have a chance in this game, we'll absolutely have to establish a running game. Uh, for that to happen, we'd better be able to, you know, stop their interior guys They're They got that transfer from Oklahoma state on the, uh, interior of the defensive line, but you know, mainly their top linebacker who is also a transfer in uh linebacker tyron hopper uh from florida so i think he's going to be almost the key to this game for tech's offensive game plan um from what we're hearing you know matthew downing is is getting better getting more confident in the system as camp goes on but you know we absolutely will not have a chance if this game is going to come down to him throwing 55 passes so (laughs) um, you don't know that we don't know anything yeah, yeah, I don't know. Maybe he's Tim Rattay in disguise. I, I mean, well, but, I could use a Tim Rattay, uh, Troy Edwards link up. Maybe a Downing, True Edwards. We have True. Yeah, up. there we go. There we go. True he'd Edwards. Be, he'd be, uh, Looking like he a, might be in the two deep. I don't know. We'll yeah, see. But. This is a to- totally, totally justified uh, prediction here. I think that Downing to Edwards will uh, break all Tim Rattay's and Troy Edwards records. Uh, this season, I don't, I think Edwards is going to catch. He's going to catch fifty-seven <laughs> so, touchdowns. So, so Downing's going to throw hundred and twenty touchdowns in this season alone. Yeah. Is that what you're yeah. telling? <laughs> okay, Matt, all right. I don't, I don't know if you know your place. I'm supposed to be the person who's overly optimistic <laughs> for no reason. That's my job on this show. I'm also pushing for Matthew Downing to have on the back of his jersey Downing with the sickness. See, listen, I, I that, you can't be mad at us anymore. Embrace it. I just want to move the ball downing the field. Okay, look. I just want him to walk out to down with the sickness. <laughs> I mean, I don't want him to come out the first time he it. does something good. If you don't think we're tweeting, we're downing with the sickness, then you're just <laughs> an idiot. I mean, come on. I want him. I want at the first game at GOA, I want Matthew Downing to come out. Uh, with an American flag on a golden pole with a headset <laughs> microphone. So his hands are free, obviously. And I want oh. him to go, ooh, wah, ah, 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 while, while <laughs> sprinting full speed <laughs> across the field. Tears his hamstring out for the year. <laughs> well, then I'm he'd sorry. be down with the sickness. <laughs> the way you said, ooh, wah, ah, ah, ah. Yeah. <laughs> I can't actually do it. Yeah, of course. Of course. Only Matthew Downing yeah. can do that. I can't wait. Okay, now that that's on tape, I can't wait to actually do that edit of the song with Matt's Oh, ah, ah, ah. <laughs> Yeah, you get the regular <laughs> music playing this great yeah. music. And then it's just, instrumental. Just ooh, ah, 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 ah. <laughs> All right. Well, enough of that. Let's go to what other people have to say about this game or computers or Vegas or whatever. Massey ratings gives Tech a 21% chance to win this opening game of the season with a final score predicted of 35 to 21. ESPN FBI is about the same 22.9% chance to win. And Vegas has the Missouri Tigers as 19 point favorites and over under a 59. So that's about a final score of Missouri 40 Tech 20. Okay. But all those sound pretty similar to me. Do we think this game goes that way? No, not, not at all. Um, better or for uh, better or for worse. Uh, in which all optimism dies. In spite of throwing 120 touchdowns, 57 of them to True Edwards this season, uh, that's actually not going to start unbelievably until after this game. 
Oh, so it's going to so happen gonna, in 11 games. In 11 games. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait for the final game of the year against UAB where you have to, to backtrack <laughs> and say you'll throw touchdowns. for 57 touchdowns <laughs> yeah. in this game. Yeah. 40 touchdowns to True Edwards alone in one game. Ain't shit to my boys. Uh, so <laughs> a final score, they got Tech as 19-point underdogs, which I, I don't think that that's fair. I think... I kind of thought it was going to be between like 14 and 16. I didn't think, I, I realized that that's not much less than 19, but I live up here in Missouri. I live two hours from Columbia where, where the university is. I interact with people all the time. My coworker, Bill, who has no idea what a podcast was when I told him about it today, um, said he was wearing his Missouri Tigers hat and said, ready to lose your ass in a couple of weeks. I said, joke's on you, pal. My team's been losing their ass for well over a decade. Um, so Maybe anyway, we should find that at some uh, point. It, well, um, anyway, um, Zoo is not, a, they're not, I, I refuse to classify them as a, a powerhouse. I'm not saying you guys are or anyone is, but they're not a powerhouse program. I'm a lot more worried about the program just getting the death penalty for being so awful against Clemson in a few weeks. <laughs> uh, I'm not really all that worried about Mizzou. Now, I do think that we're going to lose by at least uh, 28 points. So you think 19 points is not fair, but you're predicting the zoo to, <laughs> to, to be. Yeah, and I'll tell well, you know, I got to finish here. Uh, as I don't think Mizzou, Mizzou is not a powerhouse program. They're not going to, uh, they're not going to be great this season. They're never really that great. They're not god awful, but as an SEC school, they're pretty much the bottom of the barrel. So while that may be true, this is going to, I still think this is going to be one of the worst tech teams ever, at least coming out of the gate. It might get better as the season goes on, but first game with a new coach, like a whole new coaching staff, a lot of new faces uh, at the most important position too, quarterback. I don't think that this is going to go very well. Uh, I think Downing's probably going to end up throwing two or three interceptions before he gets pulled. Yeah, Parker McNeil might get a shot. Might even see Liddy get in super late in the game if it really does turn into a blowout like I think it will. That's all I really want to see. I never had any expectation that Tech would ever win this game. Uh, I just want to see how we look. Uh, can Downing make a tough throw? Can, uh, can they move the chains? Do we have a run game? Is the offensive line better? Please, God. <laughs> uh, <laughs> how's the defense going to play? How are our corners going to look? There's a lot of question marks. Uh, is Tyler Grubb still an animal? I think that's the most easy one to answer. But uh, I don't I don't see Tech. Lo- Tech's going to lose. I think it's going to be by a lot. 28 is what I'm predicting. I'd say the final score is probably going to end up being like 48 to 20. All right, Evan? Ooh, yeah. I mean... Honestly, it's it's tough to like agree or disagree with you, Matt, because like we've said this whole time, there there's so many question marks about our team, this Missouri team as well. Um, you know what though? I feel like we did this last year whenever we were ready to preview the first game last year too. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's always hard, but I feel like this year is exceptionally hard, like you're saying. Yeah, I mean, it's <sighs> I don't even really know. Like Massey predicting thirty five to twenty one. I don't know. That doesn't doesn't really feel right. Uh, I mean, although Massey fails to mention that we're winning by twenty-one to zero and then lose thirty-five twenty-one. Okay. Yeah. 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 Of course. (laughs) Um, Within the final five minutes. I think Uh, the main thing for me is I'm just excited to see, like you said, Matt, like what this team looks like. Right. Like I'm just excited to go out there and you know be in person for this 
for this for yeah we won't see anything because everyone will die on the first play um first in the tears in the third yeah, i mean i don't think this is going to be a situation like the game that that coined the you know the our namesake go tech please don't die right this isn't yeah. oklahoma number four oklahoma in 2014 no. right but no. i don't know like this is a bowl team from the sec last year that beat florida on the road right so we're talking about how bad they were last year but they won some games against like teams that that were pretty good last year so i don't know i mean to put a number on it i i guess i'd say something like like 41 to 20 i get i guess so that's not that different from what you said matt or what massey's predicting but i just i think i don't know though the defense our defense is supposed to be better their offense is not very good i don't know i i really don't i really don't know what to say because i i don't feel like mizzou's gonna put up 41 points but i don't feel like we're gonna put up enough to to be in the neighborhood of like a seven point loss versus like a 20 point loss you know so I kind of feel like that 19 point spread is, is about right. I'll say, uh, God, I'll say like, I'll say 38 to 20, I guess. So I'll say 18 tech covers by one. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah. And th- I don't feel good about right that now. at all. I, I don't feel good about that at all. Well, there's always the possibility. That, and I am only saying this to preface Nathan's entry, Mr. Optimism here, our sunshine mm-hmm. pumpers are, as our good friends at BBB would say, uh, Tech could go out and beat the holy hell out of Mizzou. I don't know. I, I mean, I don't. I don't, I don't, I don't even so. know if that would surprise. Like, I would be very happy, but I, like, would be I like just the, don't it, have any expectations. You know, it, it would be the uh, SMU LaTeX snaps between Evan and I all over again. But I oh, yeah. except we'll be in person. Yeah, yeah. Just like what? What is going on? What is happening? <laughs> so, what do Nathan? What do you think? I think that. 40 sounds outrageous for an offensive output for this Missouri team. Even with all the question marks tech has on defense. I think this over under is, is way too high. Um, I'm, I really think that this will be a, a one score game and maybe that's oh just, God. I'm so used to them from last year, but I think this will be a low scoring game that Missouri ends up winning with a field goal, say 24 to 21. I mean, tech did, go toe-to-toe fairly well with nc state last year and lost a lot of close games which should be on skip's epitaph when it's all said and done (laughs) there's a lot of stuff uh, on that epitaph Um, long so you said 23 to 21 24 21 and and mizzou wins on a field goal yes like a last minute last five minute kind of i could see this game being very ugly because both teams have a lot to work out you know what? So, are you picturing that kind of a, a twenty-four to twenty-one, like where it's just turnover city, or what's the weather supposed to be like? Too, I haven't. We're I we're mean, within still, the ten-day forecast here, so it's still can, a ways off here. Uh, it says high of eighty-one, low of sixty-three. So fucking fantastic! Oh man, the dream. To answer your question, though, I don't think this will be an ugly game per se. I don't think this will be a like each team throws five interceptions or whatever that ULM tech game was that we talked about a few weeks ago back in the nineties. Yeah. I don't think it will be that extreme. I just think this is a, a low scoring and defensive teams. They won't go three and out every drive, but they'll, they'll drive for a bit and maybe each team misses a field goal or something like that to keep the score a little bit lower than it should be. But I think that this is just, there's a lot of pieces that have to come together for both teams. And I don't see either of these schools putting everything together this quickly to jump out to a huge lead either way 
Uh, Missouri is a much more talented team than Tech, just on paper. But again, there's a lot that has to go right. And I'm concerned about our quarterback position still. And I will be until at least this game, if not a few more, until I'm either terrified still or just kind of apathetic about the whole thing. So, yeah, I, I, I just I don't see either of these teams scoring 40 points. That just seems crazy to me. So, of course, one of these teams will score 60. Yeah, final score is fifty-eight to fifty-seven. Yeah, Tech loses on a on a <laughs> failed two-point conversion to R.P. Stewart out of nowhere. Ah, uh, yeah, she beat Stewart. Stewart. <laughs> yes, of course, of course, of course. <laughs> As the prophecy has foretold. Yeah, so that's our predictions for this Missouri game. Let's move to the tweet of the week. Yeah, and so for this week's tweet of the week, we're going to go ahead and give it to our good friends, LaTeX Sports Central, who does a lot of uh, preview things, but what I'm really enjoying right now are their soccer previews. I could care less about like, you know, the goals per game and the actual stats that are provided. I could, I could, or could not care less. I mean, it could be either one, Matt, (laughs) you're not sure. Uh, But what I really like about these previews is that for each team, he's made a little scarf. And that's honestly my favorite thing about soccer is looking at the different scarves. Yeah. Uh, this thing's awesome. Uh, tech bookstore slash like merchandise people. If you're listening, uh, make this and I'll buy it like straight up. Uh, I'll, I'll pre-order one right yes. now. Um, they're going, yes, do it. Yeah. Just, you know, do it just like the, the throwback basketball Jersey. If you ever like make a real one and not the one that looks like shit. Uh, yeah, I'll buy one of those too. And that about wraps it up for this episode of the Go Tech Please Don't Die podcast. As always, you can follow us on Twitter at G-O-T-E-C-H-P-L-S-D-N-T-D-I-E or head to our blog, gtpdd.dog, where this, or these past few weeks at least, we've actually started pushing out some articles again, uh, talking about how you can watch Tech's 2022 football season on TV or how good coaching, how good coaches are after they take over a program in their first year um, and possibly a couple other things coming to the site in the near future you should really check that out gtpdd.dog and while you're there head to the shop gtpdd.dog slash shop where you can check out this month's shirt of the month while it's still august it's a noble tree shirt which is noble tree nation baby yeah pretty cool go ahead and get one of those and stay tuned for the september shirt of the month that i realize i'll have to have prepared because we will be in missouri (laughs) by the time it rolls over into september so that will need to be done ahead of time and i'm adding that to my list right now gtpdd.dog slash shop and that's about it until next time i'm nathan i'm evan i'm matt and go tech Please don't die.